0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. A blessed feast of Holy Pentecost to you. This is the, the first birthday of the church, 33 AD, we celebrate the Jesus Christ and the Father sending the Holy Spirit upon the church to enliven them, to refresh them, to comfort them, and to give them new life. May you notice there's a lot of green greenery today. This greenery symbolizes what the Spirit does for us. The Spirit refreshes. The Spirit makes us new again, and the Spirit makes us Christians, where we come together to worship our God. Now today we celebrate again that God sent the Holy Spirit, this divine, this this God, one in essence with the Father and of the Son, the Lord the giver of life, the comforter, the one that supplies all things, the one that pours out prophecies, the one that protects priests, the one that breathes wisdom to the unlettered. The Holy Spirit was sent upon the church in order to transform not just the church, but to transform the whole world. And the Holy Spirit, God's intention, God's desire was completely successful when God sent the Holy Spirit upon the church. It is without a doubt that the Holy Spirit being sent upon the church and the world has been successful. Now you may say, Father Michael, look at all the problems of the world. Look at all the evil of the world. And yes, I live in reality too. And I see, and we see all these different imperfections, the small and the great around the world. But think about this. Without the Holy Spirit being among the church and without the Holy Spirit being among mankind, whether people know it or not, there would be no good. There would be nothing pure. There would be nothing worthy of our hope. There would be nothing to give us life. There would be nothing to breathe inspiration into us. No good comes except from God. Even the good that good people do, and even the good that evil people do accidentally, comes because we are made in God's image and likeness, and the Holy Spirit has come into the world. Now this, world, this word spirit in Greek It's the Pnevma. It means in Greek, breath. It means in Greek, a wind. It's in the scripture today, in the book of Acts, the disciples and the apostles, it says, heard a rush of mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Picture this. In a room not much smaller than this church, a, wind of, a blast of wind blowing all directions. And on top of that, they saw the flames, the tongues of the flames of the Holy Spirit coming upon each of the people there. Not just the disciples, not just the apostles, but also the Theotokos. And the mother of God was there as well. And God, the Holy Spirit, came and touched and rested upon all of them. Now, there's one thing about the wind the wind is invisible. We don't see air. Unless we're in Los Angeles on the hot summer day, we won't see the air blowing. That's supposed to be a joke. We don't see the air blowing backwards and forwards. The air is invisible. We only see the effects of the wind. So a question to ponder today, what tangible, visible effects were evidenced At Pentecost, what evidence was there that a mysterious transformation had taken place? Well, the thing that we know is that on that very day, in that very room, with that Holy Spirit coming upon them, the church, the ecclesia, was formed. As it says in one of the hymns we chanted last night at Vespers, it said that the Holy Spirit came. And welded together a diverse group of people, and that group of people became the ecclesia, called and invited from without to come within in one place to be in God's presence and to worship the Lord. This is the church. the The, the Holy Spirit came and welded these people together, and these group of diverse people became one holy Catholic an apostolic church. We say that in every creed. We all confess that, that the church is one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic. If our church has these four things, it's the evidence that the Holy Spirit was there then and the Holy Spirit is here now with us. The church is one. It has unity. When we have one heart, one mind, one purpose, then the Holy Spirit is within us. Thousands of people were called. Thousands of people were collected in one, one place. They were called. They were collected. And they were connected by the Holy Spirit. By the way, though these many diverse people, it says they had people from from Jews, from Greeks, from Parthians, even Cretans, rich, poor. Citizens from countries that were even at war with each other mingled peacefully among each other because the Holy Spirit united them into one church. Now we are a diverse community here. We have people from many nations here even today. We have Greeks. We have Lebanese. We have Romanians. We have Serbians. We have, we have people from various places, and you know, we get together, sometimes we don't agree on the small things. But on the essential things, we agree wholeheartedly, without a debate, on the small things. What color tablecloths do we put in the hall for a dinner? Some might say white, some might say yellow. What salt shakers, the nice ones or the not so nice ones? Then we might argue, but on the key things of the faith, that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man, who dwells among us, who lived, who was crucified, who rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, and is here with us even today, these things, we are 100% welded together in unity. The church is holy, and that is evidence that the Holy Spirit is among us. The Holy Spirit, I mean, the church is holy in that it is separate from the world. It is purified. It is given new life. It has a, it has a direction that is different than the world around them. And this holiness this, and this presence of the Holy Spirit is evidenced by the love among us and the willingness to do good for the other. This is what Christ wanted to instill in his disciples and all the church. He said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Again, among the many diverse peoples around the world, and that we're drawn together to be a church, this love is a divine miracle. In the fallen world, this love, this selfless love that we show to each other, and if we are not showing to each other, we need to get with the Holy Spirit and show to one another this love, because this is how we are manifest by being with, having the Holy Spirit with us and being Christians. The church is Catholic. That means it has universality. That's what the word in Greek means, Catholicos, universality—the spirit working in the church is evidenced by the scope that the church has. The church is, doesn't should not have tunnel vision. The church should not be hunkered down in one place and a narrow, narrow worldview. The church is to be given and spread to everybody. The vision that we should have should be beyond these four walls and the and the perimeter of our parking lot. That we should be calling everyone into our church and our vision, because really the word Catholicity means the vision that we have is beyond our own lives. This is the true mission. Now, of course, in the history of the church, there have been false mission work, but done by nominal Christians we would call this imperialistic, the conquistadors, these nominal Christians that went to and around and suppressed and oppressed other people and used violence and threats to so-called convert other people. That's not what we're talking about, Catholicity. We are talking about true mission, where we go and love and respect all people, transforming them. By, not by compulsion, but by our virtue and by our example and by our love and by, by being light and by being salt and by being leaven and by being fresh air. This is what it means to be a Catholic church. And then finally, the church is apostolic. The church is sent. This is, again, the evidence that the Holy Spirit is among us If we go and speak outside, to anyone will hear. Even this morning, we have some. I see we have some visitors here from uh, Michael Mulder. I don't know if you heard the name, uh, heard the 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 sad news that Michael Mulder, our our catechumen, no longer a catechumen, but he reposed. he fell in the the sleep of the Lord this past um, this past Wednesday. His wife is here and. Michael was telling everyone about the Orthodox Church. He was being an apostle. And the day before he died, I don't know how he did this, but he had, the hospital allowed him to have a tailgate party in the parking lot of the hospital, our hospital here. And he called people individually and said, told them about to to forgive each other, to love each other. He told them about how he was received into the Orthodox Church. by emergency, I was called in and chrismated, not just Michael on Monday morning, but also Darren. Darren, raise your hand so people could know who you are. Raise your hand, don't be shy. Uh, that Darren, his, his cousin and brother in the Lord, also was received uh, into the Orthodox Church. That he, that he received, they received communion. They, they, were, they were chrismated, received into the faith. They received the Holy Spirit by their chrismation. And they are telling everyone... And inviting everyone to come to the church so thank you for attending those who are visiting among us this is what the church means ecclesia means to be ek is a preposition meaning out of kaleso means to invite this is what the church is we we too are invited ourselves and then we go out and invite other people to come to our church and I don't want to also because embarrass her, but also Michael Mulder came to the church the first time because of Zoe, Karyotis in the back. Right? She invited him to come to liturgy. This little Greek lady, little quiet Greek lady invited her, invited, invited them to come, and here we are. So this is what it means to be apostolic. By the Holy Spirit, we are a church. This is the evidence of the Holy Spirit, what we do here today. And the evidence is when we are one, we are holy, we are Catholic, and we are an apostolic church.